Hello, everyone. My name is Edith, also known as the Lady E, and welcome to the Lady E Effect podcast. I am super excited today. We have this beautiful young woman that is here, and she has just so much light and value uh, to share with you all today. So you know how we are over here. We're going to get right into it. So I'm going to give you the floor and let us know who you are and just tell us some things about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am super, super humbled and honored to be here tonight. Um, my name is Jenny, Jenny Christakos. I am a licensed art therapist and professional counselor in the District of Columbia. Um, I work specifically with people who are surviving and healing from trauma. So that's kind of my area of focus, both in art therapy as well as in counseling. Um, but, you know, I use I usually like to introduce myself as an artist first, first and foremost. Um, you know, one of the things that led me to get into the career path that I did was just seeing the potential for healing in even my own artistic practice, working with my own history of trauma and PTSD and learning how to heal from some of these things and, and really kind of expanding that and adding upon it um, to give a much broader, wider community focus to focus on healing the masses and working with people on their own healing journey. Um, so that's a bit about me. Well, that is just phenomenal. I'm super, super excited to just have you on. Um, you are just so passionate about life and the needs of others. And um, here at the Lady E Effect, that is really the foundation of what really established us. Um, of course, we're God's children. So he did something very good when he made us and he designed us according to his glory. And it's just so beautiful when his children take the time to really focus head on on very difficult and challenging areas for us as people when it comes to trauma, when it comes to generational curses, when it comes to violence and different areas that, you know, really have um, a huge effect on us when we don't properly learn how to process and cope with these different areas of trauma, um, whether it's men or women. But um, it's really important to know that we have, you know, so many different ways of therapeutic healing. You know, art is just something that is just so essential. It's so broad. And there's so many ways on how you can use it to really help people heal and really teach them how to learn how to just really learn their identity through um, just very various forms of art. So it could be painting, um, it could be music, um, it can be a lot of different things, but art, it's just really a form of an expression for sure. So um, I'm super excited to just have you here and just dive in a little bit deeper as far as just amazing things that you do. So um, if I can piggyback off of that, um, uh, I think it's important to definitely start off with trauma because a lot of times when it comes to people that battle various things, whether it's in the form of substance abuse or um, domestic violence or um, suicidal thoughts, you know, a lot of times this comes back to your mental state. And all of us as humans, we've all been exposed to a lot of life-threatening situations that really cause us to go more or less in the deep end as far as experiencing depression, as, as far as experiencing just the loss of identity and a lot of things like that. So 
my first question for you is if I could ask um, three things that you'd recommend to people that are dealing with trauma, how would you recommend um, healthy and appropriate ways to not just deal with trauma, but process it and learn how to overcome it? Well, number one, and I might be a little bit biased, but I am a strong believer and supporter of therapy. Now, when I say therapy, I don't just mean, you know, the typical laying in a couch, some old man with glasses on writing down everything you say, asking you about your dreams. No, therapy can take whatever form it needs to, you know, however you are able to safely access those emotions that are going through your body for some people that might be through worship that might be through dance that might be through you know in my case art making things that ways that we can connect with that side of ourselves and hold space without judgment without fear without you know anything else but that safety and comfort of being present in our bodies and present, whether it's with another person or by yourself or within yourself and God, it doesn't matter. You know, however you can access those things, I think is super, super important. Any part of trauma healing work is always going to begin with establishing safety. So, you know, it's hard for us to heal when we are not safe, when we do not feel safe. And I'm not just talking about physical safety. I'm talking about safety within ourselves, you know, feeling safe and comfortable in your own body, feeling safe with your own thoughts. Um, You know, I think any ways that we can establish that is the first part of our journey, the first part of acknowledging the hurt and the pain that we've been through. Um, when I used to work in substance use, you know, I used to do this group on the stages of healing and talking about how they're not linear. You know, we don't necessarily heal in a way that by the end of our healing journey, we feel like we've gotten over it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it stays with us. And I think it's not about getting rid of the bad feelings. It's about being able to tolerate them and sit with them and hold space for them. And so when we're talking about healing, we have to talk about bringing ourselves into a a space where we are able to access that material, access that belief and understanding that, you know, this is not going to go away, but we're going to get better at managing it. We're going to get better at dealing with it. And once we believe that, we can really start on our journey. Um, in terms of other advice, I mean, therapy is obviously one of the best options, um, you know, and however you want to define that, but also finding things that bring you joy, finding things that brighten your day, even if it's just little things. One of the things that randomly I started doing was putting hot chocolate in my coffee every morning because it was yummy and delicious. And it just (laughs) improved my entire day so much that I was like, this one small change brought me so much joy. And I think when we allow ourselves those little moments and those little opportunities to kind of bring that joy into our lives, then 
you know, we're learning and we're showing ourselves how we protect ourselves, how we protect that joy. And that goes right back into that safety feeling. You know, we start feeling safe and comfortable in who we are. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah um, you had so many great points when it comes to trauma, when it comes to just learning how to overcome a lot of times when it comes to trauma itself, it's like we're given like a time limit on when we need to heal. Like if somebody has a grieving stage or somebody is depressed, going through anxiety, um, stress, and the list goes on, which these are key factors that a lot of times can trigger cancerous or, you know, very heavy sicknesses that happen in our bodies that a lot of times we don't realize that. Um, it's important to know safety because, you know, that's something that I've had guests speak before on and not even just women, men and women, you know, men look for safety a lot of the times and, you know, um, whether it's a form of, um, abuse or, you know, substance abuse, um, the lack of safety, um, a lot of times is why they end up in very similar spaces as far as substance abuse. Sometimes the drug becomes their safety zone. So um, it's important to know that safety is across the board for humanity. It's not just a woman thing. It's not just a child thing. You know, men want to be safe as well. So um, that's very important that you touch that because, you know, especially when it comes to understanding that, you know, as positive as, you know, we're encouraged to be, it is important to learn how to process negative emotions because there's never going to be a time that it just disappears. Like I wish, but it's just, that's not really how life works, but that's the blessing about it as well. Because, you know, when you have so many emotional experiences, as far as like how, you deal with trauma and just learning how to understand emotions better. Um, you have to go through those dark spaces. You have to go through those uncomfortable seasons where it's just like, okay, I hate this. This is not me. I don't feel like myself, but you know, there's layers of yourself that you also have to learn how to grow out of. And you see over time, it's unhealthy for you. So once you learn healthier coping methods, then, you know, typical things that they may tell us in our culture that may not be the healthiest thing for us, it puts a lot of things in perspective. So we appreciate you sharing that because therapy is important. You know, there's a lot of um, like artistry, therapeutically, there's a very broad spectrum on how you can be able to heal and overcome and not rush the process too. I think that's also something, especially growing up in the Maryland, DC, Virginia area, there's so many things that are fast paced. There's a lot of different things going on. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we hear those sayings that, go on to say, you know, nobody cares, work harder or different things like that. And in reality, that's, you can't heal from trauma with a mindset like that. It's not a marathon um, that you are enduring. You're understanding that, yes, there's some type of race, but it's more like, um, I'm not sure if you ever heard of it probably, but um, two roads diverged. Um, such a powerful, powerful um poem by Robert Frost. And I remember actually when I was in elementary school, my middle school teacher actually advised the whole class to memorize it. And at first we didn't like that part, but, you know, over time it was just so rewarding because it's so crazy how, 
you know, things that were taught at a young age really helped shape us into the young men and women that we become over time. And, you know, this is also very critical when it comes to trauma. So when we learn how to educate our people in our community on very healthy and effective ways, then it puts a lot of things in perspective as far as like really healing versus the appearance of being okay. So um, if I can dig a little bit more, um, I love the fact that you do art therapy. That was also something that I had the blessing of working with children with disabilities and special needs. Um, so in forms of heart, uh, art therapy, would you like to share in detail um, some of the ways that you uh, use your practitioning to help people overcome trauma and help people find their identity? Definitely, definitely. I mean, that is kind of the whole reason why I got into this work. Um, you know, I think I, I use the joke a lot that being an art therapist means I just work in metaphors all the time. <laughs> love, love a good metaphor. <laughs> and, you know, I think in particular, when we're talking about things that are almost indescribable, I mean, I, I won't even get into the neuroscience of it. But, you know, when we look at trauma and the way that it impacts our brains, we're not really remembering things in detail like that. We might remember our feelings, our emotions, but we're not necessarily getting the pieces of the puzzle. And I think for a lot of survivors, their first instinct is to reclaim and recall those memories, right? They want to figure out, well, what happened to me? And I think the most interesting thing that has really come out of the literature surrounding you know, the field of psychology and trauma and working with trauma and just lived experience too, is that you don't need to know the full story into in order to heal from it. <laughs> and I think, so one of the things that I like to do with the art and with the art making is to really kind of use that metaphor and use that, that, modality whatever it is if it's painting drawing sometimes we do poetry you know working in all different types of ways to really uncover like well what stuck with me from that trauma not necessarily what happened but what were the messages that I got what were the things that I learned you know and and more often than not it's the idea that the world is not safe you know, that, that I'm not necessarily going to be safe. And it, especially if you're someone who has, you know, suffered from traumatic experiences as a child, growing up with that belief and how that belief might shape who you are. And so a lot of what we'll do in the work that we're doing is to uncover some of those messages and work to replace them or work to see them in a different light. Um, you know, I think, especially with kids, as, as you know, they internalize so much of their experience. Mm -hmm. So much of what's going on has to do with them. And understanding now as an adult, when I'm working with my adult clients, that whatever happened when they were a kid was not their fault, was not their responsibility, was not a direct result of who they are mm -hmm. I think that's like some of the hardest part of this work is really getting through all of that 
you know, and, and understanding, like, I was just a kid when this was happening. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, when, when we're bringing art into that and when we're bringing these experiences, we're, we're kind of activating that creative side of our brains that, that may have been shut down, you know, or dormant since we were little. Because I think at a young age, we get this capitalistic belief that if I'm not productive, if I'm not producing, I'm not worthy, Mm. right? I don't have a place in this world. I don't deserve to be here Mm. unless I prove myself. And I think it's really damaging and really harmful that we teach that as a society, because then we have children who grow up believing okay, I have to master something. I have to prove my worth. And we get away from the things that bring us joy, the things that make us human beings and that make us so wonderful um, as a species to just live with. And so whenever we can bring art making, whenever we can bring in that creativity, um, you know, expanding our minds a little bit and giving ourselves the opportunity to go back to that childlike state, or at least play with that part of ourselves. Um, I think that that's where we start to see a lot of these messages losing their power. Mm-hmm. And we're able to reclaim ourselves in a way that promotes healing and growth and understanding and self-compassion. Um, and that's really one of my favorite things about this field is that, you know, it, it's it's like, we can do something as simple as painting masks, but what we're talking about is identity and figuring out like, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's one of the directives that I like to do with clients is having them create a mask where, you know, it shows on the outside, how does the world view me? How am I perceived by others? And then on the inside, who am I? Right. And it forces people to see where they may be, you know, missing a connection between who they are on the inside and how they're showing up on the outside. Or more importantly, how the perception other people might be projecting onto them affects how they view themselves. Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's just one example of how I like to use art in those things, but it's, it's really beautiful to watch and to see people get back into that, like, creative almost childlike joy mm-hmm. it's just it, it's beautiful mm-hmm. I absolutely agree um again you've touched so many important areas um your identity a lot of times is lost in your trauma and when it comes to trauma you know one of the biggest misconceptions about trauma is it's my fault mm-hmm. and it's literally that phrase a lot of times that people are just mentally and emotionally imprisoned for a long time, um, most times. And it's sad because it's like one thing about peace and joy, when you feel it, when you live in it, it's so breathtaking, but it's literally like there's no heavy weight on your shoulder. Like you can literally live free And, you know, the sadness that um, comes with trauma is, you know, you're really imprisoned. And, you know, most times trauma is taught to people 
Um, it's taught to people when they're children, they're exposed to it. It's a lot of different things like that. And it's crazy because um, there's so many different forms of it. So, you know, it's not that we just deal with one form of trauma. We could be exposed to five different versions of trauma. So that's five layers of trauma that, you know, you're trying to use something like success to just really, you know, dictate, you know, where specifically you're going to go in life. And I actually want to dive deeper in that because I think that this is a very important area to talk about when it comes to over coming trauma, a lot of times when people experience trauma, which of course is everybody. And it's crazy because um, when it comes to trauma, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, as long as I'm successful, I'll be all right. And a lot of times they use their success to, instead of use it to overcome trauma, like they use it kind of how women put on makeup, right? We're trying to hide blemishes or we're trying to just put on something a little bit extra to protect us. So, you know, in terms of that space, what is your recommendation for people that pretty much have an attitude of success being what defines them, their trauma versus learning how to properly educate people on, hey, success or no sex, success, real success really comes from learning how to process the trauma. That's where the the real success is. So, if I can um, ask, what is your advice to people that are struggling to take the first steps into trauma and learning how to have that disciplinary of separating other things that could take over the process of healing from that trauma? Well, I think, you know, when we talk about success and when we talk about you know, our healing journey and where we're at in it. I think there's a couple of different ways we can look at that, right? There's success in a monetary sense. There's success that, you know, lives for everybody to see. There's the flashy cars, jewelry, you know, luxury items, everything, all the stuff that we want. And then I think there's success with our emotions and a successful emotional state, you know, being able to kind of self-regulate. And I think a lot of times, you know, going back to that joy piece, the things that may bring us joy are, you know, a lot of people get caught up in like that, the the self-care you know, luxury mindset of, oh, it's all bubble baths and, you know, going on expensive vacations, buying whatever I want, ordering in every night, things like that, where, you know, I think we often neglect that healing is work, Mm -hmm. right? Self-care is not always the things you want to do. It's not always the easy or even you know, the, the flashy, you know, luxurious things that we think it is. Sometimes self-care is getting out of bed and brushing your teeth in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, and and sometimes it can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy. Again, this goes back to that capitalistic mindset of, oh, I got to have everything, right? I always got to be looking for more that I think we get caught up in looking ahead 
and looking towards the future that we don't really know what's going on with our present and what's going on with ourselves in the present. And I think, you know, when, when we're getting into this work, one, acknowledging that it's going to be hard, that it's going to be painful, you know, that, that it's also going to be rewarding and life changing, you know, and, and, so when we start to slow ourselves down and put ourselves in spaces or situations that force us to acknowledge the present and acknowledge the present feelings, the present moment, I think that's when we can really break away from some of these other mindsets that have us stuck in worrying about the future, worrying about success in that monetary sense and in that sense of having nice things rather than, you know, focusing so much on that, we can be focused on ourselves, on our present moment and finding joy in the things that we have, finding joy in what's already in front of us. You know, and I, I think that takes a lot of work. You know, a lot of people are turned off to that idea because it's scary. Mm-hmm. But I think that fear comes from a lack of, of awareness around the unknown, which is really what is the other side of this? You right. know, so so I've begun this work. Now what? Right. And if my whole identity is wrapped around this traumatized state, or, you know, this always reaching for the next thing, always future oriented, it can be really scary to not have that security that we've built for ourselves. Mm. But it's also freeing. It's also liberating, right? It's giving ourselves the opportunity to experience joy in the mundane. Mm-hmm. You know, we're setting ourselves up. When we talk about success, that to me says more about success than the things you own mm-hmm. and the life that you've created for yourself. You know, if, if you have inner peace, you are successful. If mm-hmm. you can protect that, if you can have that, you are successful in my book. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Um, I appreciate your feedback on that because a lot of times I think this happens with men more, um, you know, they say we live in a male world, but I, <laughs> you know, it's another topic for another day. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. So many people use the word success and not really in the interpret- interpretation of what it really is, because it's not about what you own. It's not about how well you do and how much money you make. I mean, you know, when you apply this to someone that may have similarities, but they're depressed, they're feeling suicidal when they wake up, is that success? Would they be focused on their success? Would their success be that strong enough to overcome the darkness in their mind in terms of the trauma that they're basically in a whole tug of war with? And I believe that this is something, especially when it comes to men, women too, but I would say predominantly men, um, they have very heavy pressure, you know, provide and do and this, and this is your attitude. And this, what it means, this is what it means to be a man. And, you know, in terms of, you know, women 
how that, you know, affects us, of course, outside of our fathers, you know, if we have a significant other or a brother or, you know, should be healthy friends and in, in male um, friendship, you know, a lot of times we view these situations where men become workaholics and they get so deep into their work, but, you know, their level of peace is just faint. It's not really there. And, you know, a lot of times people secretly are living in silence and in the silence that they're living with, they're, they're, they're not happy. You know, they're almost tortured in a way because, you know, you see this person, they look successful, they have all these cars or all these different material things, but the inner them is dying inside. And that's a real thing. You know, we're all going to die, but are we really living while we're here? Are we really being the functional beings that we were designed to be? So you're absolutely right with everything that you said, because, you know, we see it a lot, especially growing up in DC, Maryland, Virginia, this is the home of just about everything. So, you know, high class and luxury and top notch. And, you know, we're always pressured to be our best, which isn't particularly a bad thing. But if we put in the same energy when it comes to healing, when it comes to, you know, this is how you identify trauma. It's not what everybody else says. It's literally what, you know, we need to learn how to properly identify ourselves because when we learn how to properly identify ourselves, then it puts so many things in perspective in terms of, okay, now I got to learn personal development. Now I have to learn that it doesn't look like everybody's lane because just like someone that used to run track, we all may be in the same lane, but we all are in our own different lanes. So I can't be concerned with what's in this lane or that lane. My job is to focus on my lane and do what I need to do so I can win or lose, get through the finish line. And that's the blessing about learning how to overcome trauma. It's not about who does it the fastest. It's about the fact that you can actually get through the finish line and you can be able to learn how to determine what that means because you know, how that means to you can be a totally different uh, perspective than somebody that's next to you. So it is important to learn the value of healing, the value of identifying these words and not being overshadowed by material success versus inner peace success, because that's the real success right there. And I completely agree a hundred percent. And I appreciate that because that's something that men and women need to hear, especially men, because, you know, I'm sure, you know, we talk to men and have worked with men in many different aspects that, you know, are like visibly struggling and, you know, they don't even know how to get out of this very dangerous routine that at some point they're going to break down or blow up or something traumatic is going to happen where they don't just, you know, take the time to say, you know what, I need a, I need a me day. I need a day to just, you know, just be in my peace and learn how to deal with the thoughts that are in my head that are not healthy so I can learn how to process it. So when I am operating in my success, the real success starts from within. So that is super, super important. And I appreciate you sharing that. So I have about two more questions before um, we close out. And again, we just appreciate you because it's so, so important to identify healing and know that it's not this far away place. And it's something that you can receive now as you're learning how to operate in it as well. So 
Um, of course, with you being a woman, um, we have, you know, so many amazing things that um, we go through as women, a lot of things that are challenging. So my question to you is, what message do you have for the women out there that, you know, could be dealing with trauma or looking um, or pretty much in a transitional season and they are learning how to be in the present moment as far as operating in their identity? The word that comes to mind when I think of womanhood to me is power. You know, I think women have an innate power about ourselves that unfortunately has come about through resilience to traumatic experiences, but it also just lives within us. You know, we we are unique in that regard. And you know, I, I can't imagine experiencing life without really, truly knowing our power, but so many women do. Yeah. And so many women go through their entire lives without ever tapping into that. And it baffles me because <laughs> when you're looking at it, when, when I look at the women that I know, the women that are in my life are all strong and brave and have so much power mm -hmm. you know and I think I think first things first acknowledge that power find find things in your life that make you feel powerful mm. give yourself more opportunities to tap into that power that don't just have to do with trauma mm -hmm. you know whether whether it's like climbing a mountain or you know I love to cook creating a really really difficult recipe and then sitting back and eating it and be like mm, okay I did that <laughs> like find those moments and create them for yourselves you know because the more we do that the more we instill that belief that we have this power the more other people will see it and recognize it. And we can uplift the future generations of women to believe in themselves and empower themselves to see what they can do, what they can give. You are absolutely right. Um, God designed us women to be very, very powerful creatures. Although humans, the Lord gave us you know, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And as women, you know, there's just like a level of fierceness that's in us. Um, one of my nicknames, I like to address myself as fearless lady, because I know how powerful fear can be when you let it take a hold of you. And when you realize the power that you have over it, then it gives you not even that confidence to walk in because real confidence comes from our maker. And when we learn how to operate in it, it looks so good on us. And, you know, we don't get caught up in the things that are designed to bring us down. We just live in the power and the love and, 
you know, the faith and confidence of knowing that we're here for a reason, you know, the things that happen to us, they're not who we are. It just happens to be a part of our story. And most importantly, we can use these challenging times and seasons in our lives to, you know, learn how to heal from it. So we learn how to educate people in our community on how we can do that. And, you know, as women, that's one of the most powerful things that we can do is heal just as much as it's powerful to love, right? So love and healing, they go hand in hand. Forgiveness, right? Learning how to forgive yourself, you know, even if you made the best or the worst decision, you know, God heals us and he forgives us every day. So also learning how to talk to yourself in a healthy way where you hold yourself accountable, but you don't beat yourself up at the same time. And, you know, different things on how, you know, for women that are mothers, how we're just very, just so particular about how we discuss things with our children. You know, we need to be speaking to ourselves the same way. So instead of looking for validation from anyone, whether it's a man or a job or just anything like that, you know, learning that true identity in Christ and learning that we are so powerful um, as far as the creatures that we are and our being in this world is to shed that light, is to shed that love um, unconditionally and learning that, you know, sometimes people are the way that they are because they don't know how to love. So let's learn what we can and learn how we can educate them. So my final question um, for you is purpose. You know, I always love to talk about purpose. And um, my question to you is, what do you believe your purpose on this earth is to do? Mm. That is the million dollar question. (laughs) (laughs) Purpose. I mean, I think when I think of purpose and when I think of like what I want to do with my life, I think of just the values that I have about helping people prioritizing those around me, uplifting those around me. Um, you know, the the concept that my success translates to their success is something that I really try to embody and really believe and practice in my life. So uplifting the people that are around me in my community, in my workspace, you know, in the work that I do, I think if on a more general level I think that is a sense of purpose that humanity has as a whole Um, but it is something that has really driven my work and my my passions the things that I find joy in in this world so yeah that was beautiful um we really really appreciate you for coming on here um definitely let us know how we can reach you for those that want to get in touch with you Definitely. I will send you some links for um, Instagram, email, things like that. Um, And I'm happy to also provide some resources for books on trauma and healing and things of that nature. And thank you. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate your time. God bless you on your journey and please continue to be the blessing that you are to everyone. So Once again, my name is Edith. Thank you guys for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. All the information for Jenny will be in the description box. You all have a blessed day and until next time, bye.